friends that that don't know Jesus and he wants to remind us this morning that he is the father who he goes after the one you know when there's a hundred and the 99 are safe that he is a father who just pursues to the nth degree if we're sitting in a place where we're you know we've just got that just that pain in our hearts for the things that somebody we love is going through and the place that they're sitting in he wants to remind us this morning that it's not just us that hold or carry that on our own that he is a father that goes off he leaves the 99 and he pursues the one he is a father who is pursuing the ones the ones that we love the ones that we cry for the ones that we pray over and just to take courage to take heart that where we're passionate about it and where we're praying for them and where we're loving them, he, he does it to the millionth degree more than even we can. So he's standing, he's carrying that for you. You're not on your own in that, but he's going out and he's seeking each one of them that at the moment don't quite see which way to go or which pathway to take or where to turn and, and are in turmoil in their hearts. But he says, I'm pursuing them and I will chase them to the end of their days to let them know how I feel about them, to take courage. I just think these people in the room, and you know instantly somebody came to mind there. So why don't don't you just pray for us? Why don't you just um, capture that name, capture that family, put your hand on your heart, and Miriam is going to pray for that person. Maybe not in name, but you know that person in name. Because when we start praying, it's just like God's turning up. That person, because uh, Miriam uh, has brought that to you as a reminder that be, take courage. You're not alone. And this person is in God's radar. So I've I got somebody in my head, a heart I'd love to see connect with him. So you go for it, Mo. Yeah, Father, we just we just speak life over each one of those people now. Father, we bring them before your throne. Father, we speak about them by name. And Jesus, we thank you that even before we've done that, you've known their name. You've seen them and that you are so committed to pursuing their hearts. And I pray, Jesus, that you would give us the faith and the courage and the strength to keep our eyes so firmly fixed on you. You're the one who's chasing them. You're the one who's running after them. You're you're the one who's pursuing them, that we wouldn't look to the circumstances around them. And we wouldn't look to the, to the, in a sense, the other voices in their life. But Jesus, we would keep our eyes so firmly fixed on you. And as we pray for them, we just know that we are standing with you for all of heaven's desire to see them come into a place of freedom. So we thank you, Father, that you are a Father we can depend on and trust in to never give up on pursuing us, no matter where we're at. So would you give us hope, Jesus, to keep looking to you and to keep pressing in that as we just bring them before you, you continue to act on their behalf. We so love you, God, that you are, you are someone who goes after the one. You love the 99, but when they're gathered, that you continue to pursue the one. 
So thank you for them, Father. And yeah, just just give us the courage and the faith and the hope to believe you and to, to just rest in you to do what we know you so long to do anyway. Would you just meet with them, Father, wherever each one of them is this morning, whether here, across the world, wherever they might be, Jesus, that you would just continue to show yourself to them in all your loving kindness. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Ma. Um, this is Miriam for yours. Those of you who are new around here, Miriam's a bit like, if this is a football team, she'd be like captain, but kind of like player captain. And you know when you get a good captain that everybody around them just starts to play better? That's like our Miriam. So absolute gift to us. Um, in many ways, this is just another day. But in another way, this is a special, significant day. And first words spoken are always important. And I remember standing at Caldergate. I remember standing at Harrowby New Community Centre, standing in Harrowby Old Community Centre, standing in Lady Guildford Centre, standing on the street and saying, Jesus, this is all for you. This is all for you. With some headlines have been written over this city for many years now. With headlines been written over your life. But I've got a new headline for this city. I, I get to do this because Rhoda's not here today. She's in Copenhagen. People are like, oh, how's Rhoda? Is she sick? I'm like, no, she's not sick. She's in Copenhagen eating like Danish stuff. Oh, no, Copenhagen stuff. Anyway. <laughs> Noah's like, oh, no, Dad. Seriously, Dad. He's like, your, your wife's away for a day. What do you do? Make a fool of yourself, Dad. Sorry, son, I love you. Um, there's a new headline over this city and a new headline over your life. No one writes a better story than Jesus. No one writes a better story than Jesus. And there's a story emerging from this city that is just beautiful. A story emerging where she's declaring that hope is back in town. A story that is emerging from the streets of this city that grace has moved in. That mercy is your neighbour. That addiction has had its day. Depression is not going to be the end of you. There's a new story emerging in the city. And this is not a new story, it's not our story, but it's his story. And this story didn't start five years ago when we did. This story has been unfolding for years and years and years. The story of God in a city, bringing a city to life, bringing a region to life, to be a blessing to the nations beyond. So we're honoured here that Barry Heaton's here today. And Barry, we love you, we honour you for helping break the ground in the past. And you'll probably say to me later, don't say any of that, Andy. But you were key in my life along the way, so we honour you for breaking ground in this city, Barry. And there's people here, and you've been, it feels like banging your head against a brick wall. But you haven't been. You've been breaking ice. And icebreakers are fundamental. Why, well, Richard and Miriam, that's a picture I had for these guys for many years. Just breaking the way in the ice. 
And as the ice is broken, then trade gets to come through easy. And there's people here in the room, and you are icebreakers. Icebreakers, Tim, when I think about you and the many men and the families that you've just poured yourself into. And Linda, how you love. We love how you love. And the whole family, the creativity around you, guys. And Steve Mitchell once said to me, like, I'm, I, I love the bass because it's in the background. Don't mention my name from the front and do not dare bring me to the front. But Steve, we just honour you as that bass player who just gives us a steady rhythm. Like both of your combination, you're like this safe, dangerous combination, like this crazy cocktail. But we feel safe with you, but at the same time, you're the first ones to do double dog there. Let's see where we're going to go. I could just go on and on and on. Like, it's incredible, like, what Joss is leading into in the schools. Ah, like, it's just beautiful. Angie, when you first said yes to Jesus, and then he said, okay, yes to me, and yes to the NHS, who would have thought? Who would have thought? The Lintons. The Lintons are here. Lintons, would you just stand? Ah, what a treat, what a delight. Um, I know already, um, who's going to their house already for lunch today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just beautiful story. You'll hear more from them in the future. But they, they, um, they, they just rocked up a few months ago in Carlisle to help serve. And then God spoke to them and said, okay, this is going to be your home. So we haven't got a salary for them a pension for them, but Jesus called them and they've stepped into that and it's just beautiful watching. And we just, just go around the room thinking of what Christian and Leah and the team are doing with the young people and Sophie, with our young people in the city. Kat, you're here today is miraculous and we delight in the story that is unfolding in your life and the stories around you. As I look around the room, it's story after story. So this big story that has been told is woven with a hundred thousand smaller stories woven into it. And you and I are getting to be part of this as well. So if this is your first day here, would you like a little bit of a slideshow? When I was a kid, sometimes on a Saturday night, my dad would be like, right, Adeline, we'll have a slideshow, Adeline. And my mum was like, oh, okay. Because her idea would be the slides would be upside down. And you know the little change of the little hammer thing? Then I'd be like, I'd love that. Because it'd be like, hit me little brother on my head like, eh, eh, eh. Then I'd be doing like rude signs on the scene screen and everything. But would you like to um, see some of the story where we've been so far? Thanks for saying yes. Um, so, hello, it's nice to see you. This is just from our website. And uh, we encourage you, this is a great place to connect. We've got some wonderful connection cards. Thank you, Angie, for reminding us. Um, thank you for joining us today. And on the back, there's some details on, on there. Sign and fill in as much as you want or as little as you want. But we would love to connect with you, whether take you out for coffee or just meet with you if we can pray for you. But also we can sign you up to the email. And on the email, all the information about everything 
is on there. So we'd love for you to do that. Some of these are at the back. Okay, then, ladies and gentlemen, can we just turn around and smile at Bill and Aaron? We just want to say thank you. We love you guys. At the moment, that's the sound booth. But there'll be moments when that's the DJ booth. Okay, so here's the uh, day one, the story so far. This is Rhoda in our living room using permanent marker. Hmm, we had to grind that off before we sold the house. But this was the first place. And the next one, Bill, this is what was declared over it. Freedom reigns in this place. And it seems like no time at all, but we gathered in that room for two weeks. And I remember, Jan, remember when your ankle and people, um, maybe you don't, Rhoda had a sense, yeah. And he's just like, someone here has got a bad ankle. And we're like, okay, well, let's see what, because he's kind of new to us. Well, let's see what happens. And we got to pray for Jan. And I remember just talking about with 22 people just gathering around the dream that Jesus has given us about being a church in the city for people who don't go to church. I know it doesn't make sense. Okay, Bill. So this is the Lady Guildford Center where we started gathering. Rod and I had the first impression of like, all right, the first time we meet together, let's be super slick, super organized. Everything's going right. Loads of things happen, kids, whatever. And we... We stumble out the car about 27 minutes past. There's people already waiting there. Everything you shouldn't do in church planting. And we stumble into this room. Haven't, we've been in once. No idea where anything is. And people start asking, what, what do you need us to do? We're like, um, I don't know. Could you do the coffee? I'm like, yeah, okay. Could you set the room up? I'm like, how do you want it? I don't know. Non-religious and friendly? Okay. And it was just, a sense of people coming together from the very start about just everybody being part of it. Aaron, I don't know what you're doing, but we so appreciate you, man. So appreciate you. Okay, the next one, Bill. This is when we started gathering at um, the old Harabi Community Center. A lot of fond memories in there. Some beautiful stories. Not the best building. When it rained, it flooded. But we got to know the staff there, and we loved some of the stories that emerged there. Never forget, never forget some of the moments of spontaneous generosity. Jesus turning up and meeting people in those places. Okay, Bill, the next one. Um, this was the first spontaneous recreate. That's the back of someone's car. Um, yeah, the fat passat, wasn't it? No. And this was just um, us saying, okay, we, we need to leave an imprint on the city that is bigger than a Sunday service. And this is when we just rocked up at someone's house and we prayed for them because their arm was sore and we cut their grass and we saw the kingdom come. Okay, Bill. Um, uh, <laughs> do you remember? Who, does anybody remember this? We learned a lot, didn't we, family? We renovated a whole house in one day. It was ridiculous what we attempted and miraculous what accomplished. The rain that fell in that day, I remember being up a little ladder in the torrential rain trying to fix a gutter, thinking, I think I would be technically drier in a shower right now. Oh, Rebecca fell off the ladder, do you remember? And she turned back up later. 
But this was an incredible family coming together saying, we've got to make a difference here. And Carlisle Vineyard's always had this thing here that we're clueless when it comes to what's, imp- what's possible. And we've always wanted to have a sense where Andy says, something needs to be happen, so something needs to happen here. And we say, okay, well, let's see what we can do. We may not have all the answer, but we'll do something and we'll stand there. Okay, next one. This is just that declaration of our cluelessness. Carlisle Vineyard is a community of people that's bitten off a vision way bigger than we can accomplish. Unless, unless Jesus constantly turns up. May God save us from slickness and polish. May we never fall into the trap of entertainment. But may we be a people of the presence of God. Envisioned by Jesus. Fueled and filled by the Spirit. And loved by the Father. Amen. Okay, Bill. Um, Chloe. Kelly. Uh, this was a um, really significant day. This is up at Hilltop Heights. And these are um, two of dear friends who got baptized on that day. Uh, our modes of baptism have been interesting, to say the least. We've used hot tubs, tanks, baths. We've used all sorts, paddling pool, swimming pools, paddling pools. We'll use whatever's there. But this was one of the most beautiful days in our life so far. Just beautiful. And we, I didn't even know till this day there that Kelly and Chloe um, both had their first child at 14. Now, what's interesting now in this city today, if you're a single mum and you're wondering how you're going to make it through the day, Chloe and Kelly have your back. Now, for me, that's the gospel. That is the gospel. And it's beautiful. Okay, Bill. Now, this may look like a very boring picture to you. It's a packaging for a Buffalo Pro barbecue. This was our first big purchase. I think it's like maybe 160 pounds or something. It was a big deal. But the words along the side, exciting delivery arrived at Vineyard's office today. Barbecues galore, here we come. Changing our community one burger at a time. I genuinely want to say this, confess to you. When those words were written, we were absolutely clueless just what that was going to look like. Can we just have the next picture? These are, um, this is what we did at the old community center. On the last Sunday of every month, we just had a feast and we invited the city. And every single time, Jesus would draw people along who had no idea why they were there. Um, Mona, could you just come to the front? I promised her, like I said to her earlier in the week, let me know when you're going to be around. And then I saw her stand the sitting there. Can we just applaud Mona? Really? 
she said before that don't, don't make don't make you speak. I said I, I promise I won't, won't make you speak. But then you just said, if I'm here, it's okay. Is there anybody else you'd like to be here as well? Yeah, okay. Um, liar. Um, this is um. Hold on. This is Mona. You're so scared. It's okay. Because this is your family, Mona. Um, Mona, do you want to tell us, only if you want, about the burger? The burger. And what it led to. You've got to hold it nice and close. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi. Um, So I wasn't a Christian at all. And I just... um, broken up with my husband in quite difficult circumstances. Um, I was just walking around the, I lived in Harrowby, so I just walked down to the local community centre and there was just like this bunch of weirdos um, giving away things and just, I don't even think it was Vineyard, I think it was Hope Carlisle, wasn't it? And there was a couple of Vineyard people there, so we'd never heard of this. Like, And um, Kelly, I think that was the time you first came to Vineyard as well, so we were just like Harabi was curious. Um, Kelly's words were, nobody gives away anything for now. Let's go and prove the kids wrong. That's how you rocked up, I remember. That was kind of my thought as well. And I was really hungry. I didn't have enough money to eat that weekend and my parents were away. And so, like, obviously, I took a free burger. And um, I don't know, some really nice people talked to me. I thought they were maybe Jehovah Witnesses or some some weird thing going on, but um, they gave me a leaflet and a jelly baby, and so I came back the next weekend when it was a Carlisle Vineyard Church, again, no idea what that actually meant, and um, I didn't want to go in, and then Angie Reynolds um, kind of talked to me and said, oh, I know why you're here, because I was like, I have no idea why I'm here, and so, yeah, like a long story short, uh, genuinely a bite of that burger that day and some kindness which I now know is like the Holy Spirit but I didn't know that um, that led to freedom for me and freedom freedom from pain, freedom from loneliness and freedom from debt just last week So, and that was all from Jesus so we really need to do the barbecues Really, because like a lot of us, we just didn't, we don't know what we're looking for until you um, come and approach us with that love and that grace and that gospel message in a burger, in a, in doing up someone's house. Like not many of us are just going to sit down and pick up the Bible for the first time on our own or, um, you know, and we just don't know what love looks like. We're cold and we're, um, we're in pain. So don't ever stop giving people those burgers. Yeah. Um. When we hear the word debt, different people will have a figure in your head. Mona, what was your debt, the figure? It was £56,000. What is it today? Zero. This is from your family. 
like Lord of Thurstan, like we, you're abs- you are an absolute hero. Um, the reason I wanted you to let us know when you're coming is because we wanted to get your big old stuff. These are just from the co-op, but these are from our heart. These are from your family. Your family are also paying for you and some friends to go out for brunch to Ricky B Retreat because we just want to bless you and your friends are going to take you out and they're going to go and buy you a fancy dress from your family here because uh, awesome. we love you and we are with you and we're for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so why do we do what we do? Because Mona is worth it. Kelly, you are worth it. You are worth it. You are worth it. Um, I was chatting to uh, Phil and Laura, and they've got a beautiful story about um, coming from debt to generosity as well, you know. And um, I just have a sense that there's a, a thing going on in the city because debt is taking lives. It's leading into depression, isolation, marriages are falling apart because of debt. And we want to declare over today, um, over this city, that debt no longer is going to dictate the story anymore. There's a new story being written over debt. If you yourself are in debt, you're not alone. There's hope for you. Has it been hard work? It's less hard when I let God in, finally, after like three years. Like in January, I just said, like, Lord, I have no will to do this anymore at all. Like I can't even... I can't even climb this mountain. It was, I think there was still £22,000 left to pay off in January this year. And, like, it's gone, and it shouldn't be gone. And that's because I finally I just let go of my pride, and I just invited God into that area that I've been holding off for so long. And he just moves mountains and makes a way where there isn't a way. It's, he just does impossible, crazy, amazing things. And... Um, He allows us to be generous on the way as well, which was the most incredible gift to me because that was really important. And I just thought that getting out of debt would mean that I would be robbed of that generosity. But I think I've just really learned a lot more about how to be generous in different ways. It's amazing. You're amazing. Um, I remember Phil saying, when we're talking about Mona, we're like, it's amazing. I said, and when you say 56,000 pounds, for a lot of people, their debt will be less than that. So it's like, if it's not £56,000, oh yeah, like, that's doable, it's doable, you're not lost. And if it's more than £56,000, you're not ended, your story is not over. Mona, we are so proud of you, thank you for being here. Have you done a night shift as well? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we want you to go and have the best time at Rickaby Retreat. And we want you to go and get a lovely dress with no reductions on. I mean, if you want it there, it's fine. But we want you to get a lovely dress <laughs> from your family here. I'll send a picture. Yeah, you do that, okay. <laughs> Bless you, Mona. Bless you. <laughs> so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you, Andy, but you're so naughty, she says. Um, so what was all that about? I'll tell you what it's about. It's Revelation chapter 21. It says this in the Bible. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw a holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. 
And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them, and he will be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. So remember, Mona, you saying that? That you couldn't stop crying? And then you came to Vineyard and Jesus just stopped you crying. There'll be no more crying, no more pain, for the old order of things has passed away. That's what we mean when we say that there's a new story been written. And it says this, He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. I am making everything new. So that's what that picture is about. That's what the barbecue is about. Okay, Bill, the next story. Oh, this is the encouragement shed. Uh, we've had some interesting vans. Um, do you remember the lugger, the blue lugger? The one of the financially one of the best investments we made. We paid four hundred and fifty pounds for it. We kept it for a year. It failed on twenty-one points. It's MOT. But we got like 200 quid at scrap. So we had a whole van for 150 pounds for a year. Um, we've seen some beautiful things happen where the van has just been taking courage out and about, whether it's in the floods or just being at the NHS or wherever it's been. So there's some wonderful stories there. Okay, Bill. Um, I don't know why that's there, but it's a nice picture. Um, all right, next one. Oh, baptisms. We love our baptisms, where a definition, a beautiful display of old things becoming new. Beautiful friend, Becky, significant woman in the city. Okay, Bill. When I said about um, some of the baptism ways we've done it, we're just looking now about how to do the next baptism, which is on the last Sunday of September. Very excited, Julie. Yeah, well, I said the lakes, or I said about the river, but mum said probably not. So, we might make something, we might build something, we might talk to a farmer about getting something for cattle or something. Um, like, no, not for something for cattle, as in something that cattle would use or something. Move on. But we've had some beautiful, but the point is, it's not about that, it's what the story's all about, of an old life becoming new. Okay, Bill? Um, This was in New Harabi. That's Laura talking about compassion and uh, China and God's heart for the children here and there. Okay? Uh, We were at the New Harabi thing and we went into the theatre because we thought that might be a better space. And it was just weird. So we said, well, we're not doing that again. Uh, There was this weird fence and it felt like weird. So we were like, nah, it's weird, it's not us. So we went to the next place um, this is when we just would get daffodils on Mother's Day and we would just get hundreds of um, daffodils and we'd take them out around all the residential care homes and hospitals and we just saw some beautiful stories of people um, receiving love and a smile and flowers, sometimes for the first time ever in their lives. Okay, Bill. Um, thank yous are important to us. Uh, there's so many stories of just us turning up at someone's house, into a shop, into a business, and saying, we're just here to say thank you for what you do. Here's a card, here's a packet of biscuits. Um, what can we do to serve you? I mean, some beautiful stories have emerged from there by a simple thank you. Okay, Bill. 
Uh, we were hanging out at the YWAM base for some time, which was great. It was hot and cold, but it was a great space for a season. Okay, Bill. And um, this is on the Cumbria Run. Uh, we always do this on the Cumbria Run Day. Um, down at Stony Home, we just rock up in the car park down there, and we create this tunnel of encouragement. And people come towards the end of the race, and they come around the corner. Some are walking. Well, it's actually the first 20 minutes, people haven't got time for us. They're focused, they're running, they're busy, they're on it. But after that, people are really glad to see us. After about an hour, people are really, really glad to see us. And after that, people are like best friends forever. Hugging us, writing us into their wills and all that sort of stuff. It's amazing. But it's this beautiful demonstration, expression of, come on, keep going. You can do this. You can make this. And sometimes people would have names on their shirts and would say, Sarah, go! Well done for running for cancer. Well done, Sarah. And you can just see courage spill into a life and people get going again. And that is um, a picture of what we really feel that Carla Vineyard is all about. Pouring, spilling, unleashing courage and hope to a community longing for a fresh start. Okay, Bill. Oh, sorry, and Cumbria Run is on the first Sunday in October. So we're not going to gather here. Church is not cancelled, but we're down at Stony Home giving away water. And we're going to be plastic-free this year. Uh, we're going to work it out, but we're going to be plastic-free this year on that. We then moved to this building, and this was a great story for us. This is at Colgate, and we love being here. Um, the next picture, Bill... This is a great space inside, and we saw some beautiful things happen in this space. Okay, Bill. Um, this is our friend Steve. Um, he's just gone, actually. Um, but not because of the picture was coming, I don't think. Um, but a lot of people have given a lot in every space we've been in. And Steve broke the hammer out of passion and that's just to honour our Steve. Wherever we've gone, we've always said, we're not, gonna, we're not looking for perfection, but we just want to get the best space we can for what we've got. The next picture. Um, <laughs> Bill has some friends in high places, you know. Okay, next picture. Um... This was one of our first renovation projects. That is now in Phil and Claire's home. This is an old, the bottom was an old um, filing cabinet from Colgate Art School. And the top is old rubbish wood that Devon and others um, put together to create a piece of furniture that was then sold and all the money went to help kids in South Africa. And this is just a foretaste of what we see happening in the future. Taking old and rubbish stuff and making them into something beautiful. Selling them to employ local people, but also to bless those further afield. Okay, next picture. This is not a chair. This is a place of grace. A place and space where we gather to be inspired, encouraged, built up. So we can live scattered lives marked by the things wherever we live, work or play. You are so welcome. 
you are so welcome. So the seat you are on is not a chair, but it is a place of grace. These chairs have been prayed over. These chairs have been blessed because we want you to be full as you leave. Okay, Bill. Oh, next one. I must have put that one in. So it's part of who we are. We're inward and outward. Inwardly strong, outwardly focused. We gather and we scattered both at church. It just looks different. Okay, Bill. Uh, so this is just um, a gathering of people in Fox's coffee shop being church on a Wednesday. Okay, Bill. Um, this was on. This is on the scattered Sunday. Uh, this is at the Wilson's home. Uh, they just serve and they just open up their homes. And we've seen some beautiful stories happen when people just open up their homes, open up their hearts and invite people in. And that's why we do that on the last Sunday of every month. Because people say, oh, are you not having a service? And we're like, yeah, we are. But it's you. Go serve the city wherever you are. Okay, the next one. Um, we we want to rewrite the story of the city. So whenever I hear anything written about the city, I always want to take note. And I could have put some really negative stuff up on there. But when this was in Carlisle living, for how Carlisle responded to the floods, we take note. Carlisle, the city of kindness. That's got a ring to it, hasn't it? I love it. Oh, we are nearly there. Okay, Bill. So here we are now in this space. Ah. <sighs> This is downstairs, day one. You've seen what downstairs looks like now. Okay, Bill. The hallway on the left is before Steph. The hallway on the right is after Steph. Isn't that amazing? Just amazing. Okay, the next picture. Do you know where that is? It's here. Okay, Bill, next one. And next one. And next one. When we rocked up in here, we were like, well, actually, we would agreed on downstairs. And we thought it'd be a great hub place, but we'll still keep meeting in schools. And then I brought Stephen Whiteman up here, because I think the Kung Fu man was going to be having it at this stage. And Stephen Whiteman just said, we need this space as well. So we called McKnight, talked to them, and we had to obviously increase the rent, but they gave us this space as well. We realized quite quickly we're going to have to put a lift in. The lift thereabouts towards £20,000. We are not a wealthy church. We are fiercely generous, but we're not a wealthy church. The lift has been paid for. £1,000 from Carlisle City Council, another grant of £1,250 from another charity, all churches trust, and the rest has come from you, from people outside of the church who would wreck the roof to enable anyone and everyone to hear about Jesus. So we'll do another day where we're going to celebrate and honour everybody who's helped get this space from here when this was all skanky, dirty, suspended ceilings to where we are today. And as we get here today, we declare 
once for all, it's not about the building. It is not about the building. I love this building for a few different reasons, though. I love how you can see the city. We're close to the city. Normally, hey, darling, you're okay. Normally, you can see the hills through that window. I sense a presence. <laughs> um, and the reason those two things are important is because we are for the city, but also for the region as well. Okay, Bill. Uh, the next one. Oh, yeah, that was just part of the uh, restoration. Sorry, is it one more? This is the last one. We exist for the city to write a new story of hope. And we keep saying that Jesus' favorite game is dot to dot. And whether you are here today and you are feeling that this is about you finding out that you are loved and cherished and valued for the first time, or actually realizing that God is breaking your heart for the city and beyond, I want to formally welcome you to the story. Because this story, the grand story that's been written in the city, is room enough for you. So if you are here with debt, there's room enough for you. If you are here with addiction, there's room enough for you. If you are here with just a broken heart, there's room enough for you. This room is going to be called the upper room. And the reason it's going to be called the upper room is because in the Bible it talks a story about a group of people locked in a room. And some people were in there because they were fearful. Some were scared, some were excited, but people are in a room. And then Holy Spirit turns up. But when Holy Spirit turns up in a room, you cannot stay in that room. So our longing, our hope, and our prayer is that there won't be one Sunday goes by without somebody saying yes to Jesus for the first time. But at the same time, without us experiencing something of his goodness and his love, Allowing our hearts to be broken afresh for the city and beyond.